Samuel chapter 12. 2 Samuel chapter 12. How many know the word of God? The absolute aim of the word of God is to get you to heaven. Amen. Look at someone and ask them, are you going to heaven? Now, that's a serious question. Yes. You know, the Bible says that that day I know when we are asked, what did you do with my son? What did you do with Jesus Christ? Our words are not going to be able to speak for us. Our heart will speak. And I'll tell you one of the greatest battles that we have in life is in this six inch area between our two ears. I want to preach a sermon of titled Mind Control. And I'm not talking about, you know, woo, 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 you know, lay down and everybody lays down. Woo, woo, stand up. I'm not talking about that. I'm asking, do you have control? Second Samuel 12, starting in verse 1. The Lord sent Nathan to David. When he came to him, he said, there were two men in a certain town, one rich, the other poor. The rich man had a large number of sheep and cattle, but the poor man had nothing except one little lamb that he had bought. He raised it. It grew up with him and his children. It shared his food, drank from his cup, even slept in his arms. It was like a daughter to him. Now a traveler came to the rich man, but the rich man refrained from taking one of his own sheep or cattle to prepare a meal for the traveler who had come to him. Instead, he took the little lamb that belonged to the poor man and prepared it for the one who had come to him. David now burned with anger against the man and said to Nathan, as surely as the Lord lives, the man who did this deserves to die. He must pay for that lamb four times over because he did such a thing and had no pity. And Nathan looked at David and said, you are that, mind, that man, mind control. The Bible says that a traveler came. In our story, everything changes when this traveler came. And I want to use the traveler today. The traveler took something from this poor man that was precious. And I'll tell you, he wants to take something from you. If you allow him in, if you invite the traveler in and begin to feed him, I want to tell you this morning, beware of the traveler. The traveler will come through and the traveler, listen, the traveler will come in, but you don't have to let him in. The traveler will come knocking at the door, but you don't have to feed him. The traveler this morning represents our thought life. How many know thoughts travel through all the time? Amen. Some thoughts can cause you to make absolutely life-altering 
decisions and we live in a worldly climate that thoughts are constantly traveling or trying to travel through in here. But the mistake this man made was to open the door and allow the traveler to come in to stay. How many of Vegas has a climate? Don't look at me like that. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Whatever. Vegas has a climate and it will produce traveling thoughts. The story changes when the traveler comes in and they choose to begin to feed him. What causes David from being a warrior to a weakling? What can cause a Christian to be a saint into now a sinner from powerful to powerless? Can I tell you, it did not happen in one day. It does not happen in one night or I would even say one week or one month. He was about 30 years old when he became king. In this story, we know he's about 50-ish. He's king for 20 years. And for 20 years, the enemy has watched him. Our enemy knows what we smile at. Amen. Your enemy knows what you smile at. He knows and watches what we respond to. How many know hell has amazing patience? Doesn't take you down quick, but it just watches you. And the enemy has watched this man, King David. David did not know how far one evil thought could take him. Had no idea one look would take him where it would go. The thought that led to a look. A look that led to lust. And lust that led him to be completely lost. One look. One thought. Completely lost. David's men were at war. And he was at home in his castle. The Bible says that one day he goes out and he sees a woman bathing. Here comes the traveler. In comes into his mind a traveler. Listen, you can't stop from seeing some things because we live in a fallen world. Amen. Amen. There are some things you can't help but see. Travelers will come. Travelers will knock at the door. But when you see something, listen, you got to let the traveler keep on traveling. When you open the door and you begin to feed the traveler, kill the lamb to feed the traveler, those bad thoughts, those evil thoughts. How many know the lamb is dying inside of you? When you feed those thoughts, when David saw her, he could have walked out on his back. Oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name. 
Allow the traveler to keep on traveling. David could have said, I need to go and get on my harp. I need to go and practice some slingshot. I need to worship and to cleanse my mind. God, I need to go back and read your word. But what did he do? He started to think. The Bible says that David began to start asking questions. Who is that woman? Number one, you're a married man and it's none of your business. Amen. Look at someone and tell them it's none of your business. Amen. Come on, we didn't finish that out. Look at someone and tell them it's none of your business. You're still missing a few, but I got about 20 minutes more. Number one, you're a married man and it is none of your business. You shouldn't be looking at her social media. You shouldn't be giving her extra attention. You shouldn't be asking questions and giving her the side eye. The Bible says because a thought now leads or a question leads for him now to send for her. You know, it was probably a disguise sending. Oh, you know what? She needs prayer. I just want to maybe help her understand the Bible. We can study the Bible together. I just want to help her. I really have a heart for the lost. You're a married man. Why are you sending for her? Let me just say this. Our church, we don't have men counseling women. Amen. Yes. Should I go further? Amen. Everybody's already looking at me. I personally make a strong attempt to never be alone with a woman. I don't counsel women alone and I'm a pastor. I am very, very, did I say very, careful with women other than my wife, mother, and my sister. Amen. Amen. Yes, I'm a pastor, but I'm an already married pastor. Listen, live married, act married. Someone wants to talk to you of the opposite sex. Bring your spouse with you. Because the traveler will come. He wants to take everything from you. David, in this one thought, did not know that in a short time he would become an adulterer, a murderer, a liar, dishonoring his parents, stealing, killing, and covenant. He broke all ten commandments with his sin from one thought. One traveler came. And he should have turned away, but he didn't. Listen, you can't do anything if a bird flies over your head. But you don't have to allow it to land in your hair, build a nest, and make babies. 
Amen. Ask somebody, is that a nest in your hair? I mean, don't ask them. That might be offensive. It took a long time to... It's not wrong if you're tempted. Even our Lord Jesus Christ was tempted. But it's when you begin to feed the lust of your flesh. You begin to feed the lust of your eyes and the pride of life. Feeding that depression. Feeding that hopelessness, feeding that negativism. Bible says that David took for himself many wives and concubines. Deuteronomy 17 says that a king, for whatever reason, God says a king can't have a lot of three things. Money, horses, and wives. After a battle... David, the Bible says, because of this, he killed all of his horses as a sacrifice to God. He didn't have a problem with the horses. We know that David was a million. Let's, he was a billionaire. He was in like the Amazon Apple Company <laughs> Escalon. But we know that he gave billions of dollars to his son for the house of God. He didn't have a problem with the horses. He didn't have a problem with the money. But he had a problem with the girls. Can I tell you, you can't live wrong and die right. Temptation is when the devil is looking through the back window and feeding the traveler or not having mind control is when you open up the window. What are the evil thoughts? What are those bad thoughts that you've opened the window to? They've thrown out breadcrumbs. Here, try this, try that. You're feeding those thoughts. Lust gives birth to sin. And sin gives birth to death. Has your seat clean yet? <laughs> Still has a spot, so I'll continue. <laughs> James chapter 1 verse 15 then after desire has conceived it gives birth to sin and sin when it is full grown gives birth to death what you think about in time you will do say it again what you think about in time, you will do. Then you wake up one day and your ship has drifted so far away, you're spiritually dead. And it all starts with the thought. When you're alone, what are these thoughts? What is your mind creating? 
Many people aren't actually doing it, but in their mind, they're playing with it. Private thoughts lead to public action. Isaiah 55, verse 7. Let the wicked forsake his way and an evil man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God he will freely pardon. It is so powerful. God says if you want to follow me, then you're not, you're not just going to have to stop the wicked things, but you're going to have to stop the wicked thoughts. God says, if you're going to follow me, you need some mind control. Say it, mind control. Mind control. What are you watching? What do you allow that thumb to take where it takes you at night? Righteous thumb or a nasty thumb? It's not wrong to be tempted, but it's when we open the window and we begin to feed that thought. Listen to me this morning. You have to get control, not just on your actions, but you've got to get control on your mind. The Bible says that you need to take your thoughts captive, those wrong imaginations. Don't just sit around allowing the enemy to fill your mind with nasty trash. Yes, amen. Amen. Take dominion over that. He wants to come and find and exploit the evil that's inside of us. John 14, 30. I will not speak with you much longer for the prince of this world is coming. He has no hold on me. Jesus says that the enemy, he's tried. The traveler came knocking. The voices were loud, but the enemy has no hold on me. He's found no things inside of me. Amen. The devil has to get it in you to get you to do it. It's what the traveler's all about. The enemy has to get it in you to get you to do it. If you are taking in ungodly thoughts, things that you know are not right, the Bible says the prince of this world is trying to get it in you so he can get you to do it. And Jesus says, I have the victory. There are no things inside of me. Nothing. You know, some people have things on their mind more than Jesus. I'll say that again just because it felt good. Some people have things on their mind more than Jesus. You won't invest into the kingdom because you invest into things. Prisoners of plenty. This is the challenge to every person here today. Matthew twenty two thirty seven. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your powerful scripture. I know you love God with your heart. You're in church this morning. Amen. 
You're here. Praise God. But are you loving him with your mind? Are you loving God with your mind? The six inches from this year to that year. Some of us have eight stretching to ten, but we won't go there. We'll just call it six. Are you loving God with your mind? The biggest battle that you'll ever have inside is between your two ears. And it is this right here that determines victory or defeat in your life. Determines pure or unpure, clean or unclean. I have to say this. Listen, I have to have this right with Jesus. Can't have a carnal mind. Paul says that a carnal mind is death. How many believe what the Bible says? Death to your dreams. Death to your business. Death to your integrity. Death to your finances. Death to your family. Death to your character is to be carnally minded. Are you a carnally minded person? Listen to this Philippians 4 verse 8 Finally brothers Whatever is true Whatever is noble Whatever is right Whatever is pure Whatever is lovely Whatever is admirable There is anything excellent Or praiseworthy Think about these things. Yes, amen. amen. Are you loving God with all of your mind? If so, this is what you think about. If any good thought comes to you, invite those thoughts in and kill the lamb. Can't feed depression. Yeah, I get down, but I'll stay down. There is one direction that I go, and it's up. Even when I fall, I fall forward. I have an understanding that my God will supply all of my needs. Listen, invite that in and feed that. God has a plan for you. Yes. Invite that in and feed that. Yes, amen. God has a destiny. Invite that in and feed that. God forgave my sin or yes. wants to forgive my sin. Invite that in and feed that. Yes. Can you say amen? amen? And when you begin to invite those in and feed those, you will begin to see that they begin to feed you back. Everyone in their minds passing food around everywhere because it's so good. I've never seen the righteous beg for bread. Invite that in and feed it. Oh, well, the doctor said. No, the Bible says by his stripes we are healed. Invite that in and feed it. There's a story about a college professor. 
And most of them are Bible mocking liberal socialists. I know we got two preachers this morning. Right? <laughs> Say amen to it. And most of them, this is who and what they are and mocking the Bible and God created everything. Ha, ha, ha. And then they teach on evolution. How many know sin will break you down? I've seen college kids on fire for God, college kids, and be broke down because day after day, lecture after lecture. Temptation. How many know sin is fun for a season? But there will come a time that you will give anything for the presence of God. Yes. A day that you'll need an anchor for your soul. Yes. And that anchor is named Jesus yes. Christ. Yes. Amen. Yes. Call this professor, a Christian student, hears this. Says, excuse me, sir, can I make a comment? Yeah, go ahead. He's like, I want to tell you a poem that I wrote. Since you're teaching on evolution, he says there once was a tadpole swimming in the sea, jumped out as a frog with living happily, then became a monkey living in a tree. Now he's a professor with a PhD. <laughs> Listen, how many are so glad that you know your creator, Jesus Christ? How many are so glad what Jesus has done in your life and in your mind? I am so glad that he wonderfully made me. I am so glad that he has great plans for me. He's anointed me, blessed me, and will continue to bless me until one day I step into heaven. Invite that in and feed that. That I know the truth. Romans 1.21 Although they knew God, say knew God, knew God, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. They knew God, but in here, no mind control and became dark. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools. They exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal man, birds, animals, and reptiles. And God says, therefore, God gave them over in their sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. It's a powerful scripture. God says there was no mind control. They knew of me. God gave them up because of lost battles. Everyone say, God, don't give me up. 
The danger with feeding pornography. Wickedness. Uncleanness. Is there will come a time. Listen, I believe in a God full of mercy and a God full of grace. But the Bible says there will come a time. Okay. God gave them up to their evil desires. Romans 1.25, they exchanged the truth of God for a lie. How many people exchange the truths of God? They come to church, the truths of God, the word of God, the Bible in the morning, the truths of God, and they exchange the truths of God for lies. And worshiped. Severed created things served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Verse 26. Because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged natural relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed indecent acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their perversion. Furthermore, since they did not think it was worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, he gave them over to a reprobate mind. To do what ought not to be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, depravity. They are full of envy and murder, strife, deceit, malice. They're gossips, slanders, God-haters. Arrogant, boastful, they invent ways to do evil. They disobey their parents, they're senseless. Faithless, heartless, ruthless, although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but also approve. Are you approving? Well, our times are different. The Bible never changes. They approve of those who practice them. Listen, what I am preaching today is so serious that they came to a place where God says, okay, I'll give you over to it. You want it so bad? My goodness, I've held it back. My goodness, I've protected you. My goodness, I'm trying to stop you. My goodness, I've said no, no, no. But you continue to say yes, yes, yes. And God steps out of the way. The Bible says that Lot was bothered or vexed in his spirit. Are you bothered by anything? Are you bothered by anything that you see? That you hear? Or have you become just like the world? 
can you hear or see anything and that not convict you? It all began with a thought. David, you are that man. The Bible says Cain's mind was open to anything. Is your mind open to anything? It's a lot of the world. Is there anything in your mind that says, I should not see this? Turn it off. Amen. Nasty thumb, quit being nasty. Amen. It's wrong. Why? Because you're feeding the traveler. Do you have mind control or are you controlled by your mind? Please understand me. You need to watch your thought life. Yes. Your input determines your output. Proverbs 6, 27. Can a man scoop fire onto his lap and his clothes not be burnt? Can a man walk on hot coals without his feet being scorched? Bible's asking dumb questions. <laughs> right? <laughs> So is he who sleeps with another man's wife. No one who touches her will go unpunished. That's Bible. Before the traveler gets you burned and scorched, he has to get you to invite him in and feed him. I'm finished. I thought I was going to get more amens on that one. <laughs> Listen, we are living in a time where we must have the mind of Christ. Listen, I want revival. I want God to move. I want God to breathe over Henderson. But we must be converted. Not just come to church, but saved and born again. Romans says with a renewed mind. We must have on the whole armor of God. Yes. Listen, the helmet of salvation yes. that protects my mind. When the Holy Spirit came, he came to the upper room. How many know this is my upper room yes. and I need to invite the Holy Spirit yes. into my upper room? Yes, amen. Amen. Yes. would be so awesome if the Holy Spirit would come in and burn away the uncleanness and blow away the garbage from our minds. That's what I'm praying for and contending for at this altar this morning. God, that we would leave with a cleaned mind, sanctified. That God, I can love you this week with all of my mind. Mind control. There will be knocks. There will be. <laughs> Think the police is at your door. <laughs> Don't open the door. Yes. They will come. But beware 
of the travelers. Every head bowed and every